and a bit of cross-cultural genre mixing up by High Profile from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And that was a traditional Ukrainian kolomeka done in uh, samba style. High Profile with Oitaduna. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, kotra podajete vam jak svičajno što subote o šosti hodeni na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchuk-McCory, Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me this hour, whether you're tuning in on AM, FM, shortwave, satellite, on your mobile phone, streaming, time-shifting via podcast, however you're listening to us, a very, very warm welcome to you. Vitayu. We've got a great program lined up for you if it's the dog days of summer upon us and uh, if you're into reading, summertime reading, and are looking for some good material, I've got a list of suggestions on Ukrainian Jewish heritage. As well, we've got a book review for a book by a Canadian author on a historical event that happened uh, about a hundred years ago here in Canada. So stay tuned for that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we're going to stay in Canada right now with a group from Montreal called Previt. That means welcome, by the way. And this song from their second CD, Zaklakanya and a song called Nibezori, Northern Stars. Stop 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Order your tickets today for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival August Long Weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. For over 50 years, CNUF has showcased the very best in Ukrainian culture through music, food, and of course, incredible dancing. Get your early bird weekend passes right now for only $85. Your weekend pass is your passport to a full weekend of activities and live ongoing entertainment. Canada's National Ukrainian Festival August Long Weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. For more information, see cnuf.ca. Sofia Bielizor and uh, traditional Ukrainian folk song, Sehanich Komoya, My Gypsy. Well, we're going to move to Ukraine now for some music. And this is a brand new release by a group called Troya Zilia, that stands for Three Herbs. And they're an offshoot of a group called Cherry Band, which uh, emerged oh, a few years ago. And I had the good fortune to meet some of these wonderful uh, members of that group. Um, when I was in Ukraine in uh, late 2014. Since then, we've been in touch on Facebook, and I just saw this new song come out by Troyazilia and thought I'd share it with you. It's a remake of a popular Ukrainian song called Nich Yaka Misichna, which means a moonlit night. Now, this song was created at the beginning of the last century by two pillars of Ukrainian culture, 
Mikhail Storitsky and Mikola Lysenko. And the lyrics wax eloquent about a beautiful Ukrainian night, a poplar tree, a river, and the silhouette of a loving couple. But uh, Zilia just can't stop trying something different, and in this rendition, they've incorporated cosmic sounds courtesy the NASA Space Agency and created their own cosmic romance, reaching for the moon here, <laughs> as well as the stars. So let's listen to Toya Zilia's latest release, Nietzsche Yakamisiechna. For a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. What is summer without reading? I can imagine no greater pleasure than sitting down with a good book or two on a lazy summer afternoon at the beach or by the pool, on a shady deck, or sprawled out on a lush green lawn. Here on Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we've been fortunate to learn of and review many excellent books on topics involving Jews, Ukrainians, and their interactions over the years. 
These interactions have not always been amicable, and it's a testament to the authors for broaching controversial topics and examining them with sensitivity, empathy, and a sense of fairness. These books cover a myriad of topics over a broad time frame. Most are available at public libraries, from booksellers or both. So I've compiled a two-part list of 14 books for your summer reading pleasure. Here is part one. Stories of Kumilnitsky features provocative essays by distinguished scholars from throughout North America, Europe, and Israel. It takes an honest look at one of the most contentious historical figures plaguing Ukrainian Jewish dialogue. This book carefully addresses, without attempting to resolve, the fundamental questions Kumilnitsky's image provokes. Whether viewed as a hero or a villain, this 17th-century historical figure bolstered national solidarity among Ukrainians and other nations. Surprisingly, he actually inspired some early Jewish radical Zionists and served as a model for Jewish pioneers building a new homeland in early 20th-century Palestine. One essay notes that this volume on Khmelnytsky drives home the fact that history itself is made up not so much of facts as of stories. Cultural Dimensions is another collection of essays. These explore how cultural interaction between Jews and Ukrainians unfolded over centuries through diverse and daily encounters, and how that interaction had a profound impact on both communities. The collection of essays in this volume opens doors for new research that can help create a joint narrative for Jews and Ukrainians. The richly illustrated book appears within the series Jews and Slavs, published by the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. A Prayer for the Government, Ukrainians and Jews in Revolutionary Times, 1917-1920, to explores an ill-fated attempt at rapprochement between Ukrainians and Jews a century ago. The author, Dr. Henry Abramson, calls it a bright chapter in the long history of the Jewish people, one in which Jews were emancipated into a free state, with privileges as a minority that exceeded even those in Western Europe and America. However, by the spring of 1919, Ukraine was submerged by a wave of violence that turned into one of the darkest chapters of Jewish history, only overshadowed later by the Holocaust. Abramson's meticulous account traces how the attempt by both Jews and Ukrainians to achieve a working political relationship was betrayed by less enlightened attitudes among the general population, as well as by the political and social instability of the time. In their book, Jews and Ukrainians, A Millennium of Coexistence, two distinguished academics, Paul Robert Magotchi and Yohannan Petrovsky-Stern produced a parallel narrative of two peoples that ultimately provided a single story. Twelve thematic chapters in the book outline the rich history of Jews and Ukrainians. They at first cover geography, history, economic life, traditional culture, and religion and language. They continue with literature, the arts, music, the diaspora, and contemporary Ukraine. With over 300 full-color illustrations, over two dozen maps, plus several text inserts, the book is extremely reader-friendly. Jews and Ukrainians, A Millennium of Coexistence, won a special recognition award at the Lviv Book Forum in 2016. The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe, and the Making of the Free World explores the devastating human toll of migration. Author Tara Zara examines one of the largest migrations of human history, 50 million Europeans who moved to the Americas between 1846 and 1910. These include Ukrainians, Poles, and Jews of Galicia. The western Ukrainian city of Brody, then on the frontier of the Russian and Austrian empires, became the gateway to a new life in the New World albeit not without all manner of exploitation en route, not least of all human trafficking. The policies that shaped this great migration set a template for future tragic events in the 20th century. The resulting bureaucratic paper walls doomed Europe's Jewish population from escaping the Holocaust, the closing of the Iron Curtain, and ethnic cleansing. The author places the current refugee crisis within the longer history of migration. A remarkable children's book, and a book that will delight not only children, created a stir at the 2015 Lviv Book Forum. 
Sheptitsky from A to Z offers a delightful yet thoughtful account of a renowned figure's life through the letters of the alphabet. Andriy Sheptitsky became Metropolitan Archbishop of Lviv and head of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church in the early to mid-20th centuries. During World War II, he risked his life and those of his clergy hiding Jews in his palace and throughout Ukrainian Catholic monasteries in Galicia. Sheptitsky's achievements as a scholar, philanthropist, patron of the arts, and leading public figure in Ukrainian society are also covered in this charming and engaging book. On the theme, sort of, of alphabet and languages is an astonishing discovery in the world of dictionaries. Dr. Dmitro Tishchenko is the son of a Jewish mother and a Ukrainian father from Donbass, and he's the creator of a massive and highly acclaimed Yiddish-Ukrainian dictionary. After discovering his Yiddish roots in 1988, Tishchenko devoted his life to learning the language of his ancestors and making it accessible to others especially to a younger generation that has embraced the study of Yiddish. Now living in Frankfurt, Tishenko is developing an online version of his dictionary, which will make it more affordable and accessible. The books on this list, both parts, were reviewed on Nasholos by Peter Bager. Part 2 of this list will air next week. I hope you'll consider adding them to your summer reading list. You can find a transcript of this list on the Nasholos blog. If you'd like to read or listen to the original full reviews by Peter, you can find them at our website, www.nasholos.com, as well as at ukrainianjewishencounter.org. So, until next time, Shalom, and happy summer reading. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
And that was Tuti Tam from their most recent CD, Obriad, and a song about Ivana Kupala, the summer solstice. And yeah, we're past it, but it's, you still can't kind of tell too much. Still pretty long nights. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they kind of celebrate that in Ukraine right around now. Anyways, so again, that was Tuti Tam with Naivana Kupala. This is CHMB AM 1320, Vancouver. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320CHMB, Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. Now back to some music, and we're going to carry on with that Kupalo theme. Here is a group from Ukraine called Jedalo and Oina Kupala. Corner Book Reviews by Myra Junik Ukrainian Stories in English In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Pam Clark's novel Kalina. In her novel Kalina, Pam Clark takes readers on an epic journey from a village in Ukraine to Hamburg, across the Atlantic, and then onward to the dusty and unforgiving farmlands of Western Canada. The novel is based on the experiences of her grandmother, Olga, who was born in Edna Star, Alberta. Despite the fact that Olga never traveled across the ocean, her strength and courage inspired the character of Katya, the mother in Kalina. Katya and her husband, Vasil, traveled across the Atlantic, to start a new life in the Canadian West. 
they hoped to escape the political chaos of Ukraine. Their country had been at war for Katya's entire life. Borders capitulated with each invasion. Poland, then Romania, then Russia. Countries invaded, and Halicina fought back, and her people died. At first, life is very hard. Clearing the land, building a sod house, and setting up a garden. Eventually, they build a wooden house for their growing family, Pavla, Oleg, and later Kalina. They also build a community with other Ukrainian families. However, during World War I, everything changes. The War Measures Act declared Ukrainians to be enemy aliens because they had Austro-Hungarian passports, and Canada was fighting their homeland. At first, settlers had to register, but eventually Vasil is taken away to an internment camp. Life was difficult for the internees and for their wives back home. Dr. Smith tried to help Katya, but his help came at a terrible price. Would life ever be the same after Vasil returned from the internment camp? The novel spans a 70-year period. It is divided into four sections. Water, traveling to Canada. Earth, building a homestead and a community on the prairies. Fire, Vasil's internment. And air, Kalina's story. Themes of love, forgiveness, injustice, and belonging are woven throughout this novel, which seeks to share the little-known history of Ukrainian-Canadian internment in Banff National Park during World War I. The description of life in the internment camp is graphic and often brutal. Men were forced to work in horrific conditions. Some prisoners died trying to escape these conditions. It is left to Kalina, who wants to be a lawyer, to right the wrongs of the Ukrainian internment. Perhaps the most powerful aspect of this novel is its examination of the dynamics of mass immigration to Canada in the early 20th century. Immigrants were often met with fear and suspicion, which led to the unjust internment of so many Ukrainians. Pam Clark's first novel, Kalina, shows her potential as a writer. Readers will be delighted with her realistic characters and vivid descriptions of the everyday life of settlers on the prairies. The author has a very good sense of voice and character. However, the character of Kalina does not appear until very late in the novel. This aspect of the narratives can be confusing for readers. Pam Clark is a teacher of junior high English and social studies who grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. Clark now lives in Calgary with her family. She knew nothing about the internment of Ukrainian Canadians until 2000, when she heard about it on the radio. After lengthy lobbying by the Ukrainian-Canadian community, Prime Minister Harper apologized for the internment in 2008 and set up a $10 million fund for projects to commemorate the internment. Pam Clark's Kalina is a tribute to her Ukrainian-Canadian heritage and prairie home. It was published by a new Alberta publisher, Stonehouse Publishing, as one of its first five novels. Kalina explores many important themes, including immigration, prejudice, family relationships, sexual violence, social justice, perseverance, and forgiveness. Readers should definitely look forward to new works by Pam Clark. Kalina is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Vysluchajte radio predaču Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, pomereži PCJ Radio, jaka porezje vam anglijskoju moviju z Britanskoju Kolumbiju v Kanadji. Pre mikrofoni, Pavlina. You're listening to Naš Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you courtesy PCJ Radio from beautiful Vancouver Island, Canada. I'm your host, Pavlina.
For over 50 years, Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin, Manitoba has showcased the very best in Ukrainian culture, music, food, and dancing August long weekend. Get your early bird weekend passes for only $85. For more information and tickets, see cnuf.ca. Another traditional Ukrainian folk song and a very popular food, not only amongst Ukrainians. And uh, certainly there will be a lot of that at Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin coming up at the end, uh, actually the August long weekend, so just in a few weeks. So staying on that theme, sort of, um, we've got Kalena, a song called Kalena now by a group from Ukraine called Mandre. Chubar 
ходила, цвітка лине ламала, цвітка лине ламала, 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 чубарки чопчики ламала, 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 чубарки чопчики ламала. Nasholis airs in international syndication on PCJ Radio International, broadcasting to over 20 countries on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. On Wednesdays, catch Nasholis Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live from Nanaimo to North and Central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, Northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Paulina, for the first hour in English and Oksana Poparajnik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me, Pavlina, for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at nasholos.com. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, follow Nash Holos on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nashholos.com. Ходить, чутка пропила Навіть гор 
la 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 людям соромно в селі. Земляками будь пили. Попро покру, покру такого. Знають вже по всій землі. Ля 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 From Edmonton, Alberta, Millennia from their third CD, Bratia, with On Sunday Morning. And before them, you heard Viktor Morozov with Hutin Puilo. And, of course, we really know what that is a spoonerism of. And there is still a war going on in Ukraine, and we haven't done a tribute to Mr. Putin for a while, so thought it was time. Coming up next, we're going to stay in Canada and bring it back to the Winnipeg area. And this is a group from Steinbach. Actually, this is a soloist by himself with a bit of backup from his group by request. And the fiddler himself uh, channeling Al Cherney, I think, along with a lot of his own skill and hard work. Jaden Chornoboy with maple sugar and boil the capusta.
Ne žalme vše skinčele naše programu, vše časy domu i skazate do pobačenja. Ale pred tem jo hoću zalašiti vas tekima slovami mudrostja. Sam sebe ne durea, ale štos mudroho do holove berea. And our proverb of the week translates as ceasing to fool oneself is the first step along the road to wisdom. And with that, we come to the end of our program. So one last toe-tapper for you by the Ukrainian old-timers, also from Winnipeg, and Natasha. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.